Before we start today's show, I just want to give a massive shout out to Acast for making this show happen. Thanks, Acast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the PJ Podcast. This week on the show, we're talking all things postpartum. So for mamas-to-be and current mamas or anyone interested in the topic, maybe for down the track or just general knowledge, um, I want to talk about the myths and truths of bouncing back after having babies. A very contentious topic and something where I think there are a lot of myths that need to be dispelled. Um, so I'm going to be talking all things postpartum recovery and exercise with Ren and Jen from She Moves. Uh, if you haven't heard of She Moves, it's an online workout program here in New Zealand. It's grown into a super supportive community for new mums who really want to prioritise their mind and body. And in this episode, we talk hacks for new mums, achieving realistic goals, and also normalising thriving one day and surviving the next. Because... It's just a reality. Some days you're going to have, have great days and feel like you're on top of it. Next day, might all go to shit. So, um, yeah, we're going to look at all that and talk about the biggest myths because I think that's really important. Plus, I am given a stern lecture as I reveal something that I have not done since giving birth that I really should have. And I'm sure I'm not alone, but I do get told off. Uh, so I hope you learn a lot today and um, you can check out more from the girls in the description uh, wherever you're listening to your podcast and I hope you enjoy. Ren and Jen from She Moves, it is a pleasure to have you with me today. Thank you girls for joining me. What have I um, caught you in the middle of? <laughs> you have caught us in the middle of the hectic carnage of getting kids out the door to school and kindy. Yeah. yeah. The husband, <laughs> the husband's on journey this morning so we are here with you and they are doing drop-offs. Yes. Great. Amazing. Well, yeah. let, let's go back to the beginning because the reason I've got you girls on is the other day I was on my Instagram stories asking, you know, for like networks um, around the country that are really good for new mums when it comes to exercise and she Moves got a lot of answers, which was really cool. And then I ended up getting in touch with um, Renee and then the rest is history. But I guess I want to go back to the beginning of how you guys started. Um, well, we'll take it back to the start, which was now coming up six years ago when uh, Jen and I started an online fitness business. Uh, this was pre-children for us. So I, um, Ren here, have two girls, age five and three. And Jen, you've got three kids, age five, three and one. Wow. Uh, so this is pre-kids. We yep. started and then we had our first girls who were just three months apart and 
we're trained personal trainers. We're working in the space, worked in gyms, studied at university, sport and exercise. And we had our first babies and we both kind of looked at each other and were like, shit, do you know what to do in terms of like <laughs> getting back into exercise? No, I don't know what to do. And both of us had no idea. And it kind of dawned on us that there was a real need for us to have a better understanding. I mean, we were mm. working with women and we didn't know the basics of how to return to exercise properly. And it, it hit us pretty hard. Um, so we hit the books. We went studying for like two years and we completely changed our model in terms of how we support women. It was a pretty amazing and pivotal time in our business, actually. Like we were already working with women and we needed to step up. We were working with so many mums. So we did that big deep dive in the study transformed kind of the look and the feel of she moves a little bit more to reflect the journey that we were now on um and yeah I'm so proud of us owning it and doing a bit more science it's so important eh? like that postpartum support and oh. and actually accurate information when it comes to working out because it's a bit of a minefield sifting through information because it can be really confusing how did you guys sort of oh, navigate really? that it really is. And I think the more that we, we, when we started studying, the more that we learned, the more kind of horrified we became at what was on offer to New Zealand women in, in the fitness industry and just realizing how unregulated the New Zealand fitness industry is. And, you know, overseas in a lot of countries, it's the same. But basically here in New Zealand, anyone can, can set up a mums and bum, bubs boot camp or anyone can start an online fitness for mums or, you know, at the gym, it can be like, come back and, you know, get your fitness after having a baby yeah. when actually the trainer knows nothing about, you know, returning to exercise safely and what changes occur to a, to a woman's body after they've been through the enormous event of pregnancy and birth. And then they're going through the huge changes of no sleep, yeah. trying to, you know, make milk for breastfeeding and all of the juggle that comes with becoming a new mum. It's like the stats are, you know, it's, it's so common for women to deal with different issues postnatally and a lot of those issues can affect your return to exercise, like looking at pelvic floor dysfunction, one in three women experience pelvic floor dysfunction after they've had a baby. You know, 50% as well can prolapse, mm-hmm. can obviously wow. um, de- have to deal with a prolapse postnatally as well. Uh, and there are so many stats um, and quite high numbers around abdominal separation as well. So a lot of women are dealing with different birth injuries uh, and having to navigate that as they move through that postnatal journey as well. So you say there's a lot of operations that are running unregulated. How yep. can a new mum navigate that situation and know that, you know, what they are doing is legit and, and it's yes. actually appropriate for where their body's at? Yeah. Such a good question. And I guess that you've got to kind of be your own advocate and do your homework. You know, a website can look beautiful and, uh, um, you know, a gym can be amazing and the trainer might look really fit themselves, but it's a matter of saying, hey, look, what postnatal fitness education have you done or what pregnancy is, is the same? It's so important that during your pregnancy, you're working with somebody that's trained in pregnancy exercise to keep you and your baby safe. So it's about asking those questions and if, you know, if a trainer comes back to you and goes, oh, you know, yeah, I'm sweet, I've, I've done a bit in that area, then dive a bit deeper and say, yeah. actually, no, you know, what certifications have you done? Especially if you are dealing with something postnatal that like abdominal separation or pelvic floor dysfunction or anything like that, because the wrong exercise can unfortunately make those symptoms or, or injuries worse. What would you say is the biggest myth when it comes to postpartum exercise? Oh, so many, so many. <laughs> I would say I would say the biggest myth is that it's okay to jump back into yeah. what you were doing pre-baby. 
uh, there's a lot of women and, and obviously knowledge is power and you don't know what you don't know and that's why we're preaching what we do here at Shemas and we want to spread the word and, and break down all the stigma but a lot of women do think that it's okay at you know six weeks or whenever they feel ready to just jump into what they were doing pre-baby and that's just not the case your body has been through an enormous uh, event pregnancy and then birthing the baby so it's really important to take it nice and slow to do the rehab work, even if you're not going through a birth injury. Yeah, I was pretty nervous to get back on the bandwagon. Like, I was big into fitness pre-baby. Then I just went off, you yeah. know, like, I yeah. I maybe did a bit of walking. I did a bit of exercise at the beginning, and then I just ended up walking. Yeah. And then literally my postpartum exercise looked like walking. And, you know, for me, that actually felt really good. But after a yeah. while, I started craving a bit more. And it's sort of hard. It's like, oh, do I catch up now? Like, now that I'm a couple of months out of having a baby, can I just go back to normal? You know, it's past that six weeks. Yes. Do you yeah, find yeah, people yeah, yeah. often get in that position? Yes, yeah. yes. And their answer is no, don't just go back to doing what you're doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pre-birth. Still, <laughs> still set those foundations in terms of rebuilding and healing from the inside out. Some of it can feel a little bit slower and a little bit boringer than, you know, your traditional exercise that you may have been doing before. But it is so important to to set those foundations. And also, if you haven't been to a woman's health physio, then we highly, highly recommend that all women should see a, a pelvic floor and woman's health physio after giving birth. Things can be happening that we're not aware of. Uh, and then we go and see a woman's health physio and they're like, oh, actually, you know, there is this going on. And you should probably work on this before you get back into X, Y, Z. So it's like eyes on the inside. You know, a personal trainer can look and see everything from the outside and give you the exercises. But un- until you've had that assessment, you don't really understand what's happening with your pelvic floor. And you may have abdominal separation that you don't even know exists. Yeah. Oh my God, guys, you've got me paranoid now because <laughs> I haven't seen a women's health physio and I just... Oh girl, you got to go. I know, go. I know. I just felt like my body, like, I don't know. I haven't had any weighing issues after my Caesar. For some yeah. reason, my bladder's okay. So I'm like, oh. That's great. So I'm like, we're good here. But actually, now I'm paranoid. I need to go see uh, someone. Like, yeah. And like, I think a lot of women, you probably agree, is that people kind of stress and think that going to see a woman's health physio is going to be quite full on. And I know that for me, when the first time I went, I was like, you know, I've had enough people down in my bits. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I just don't need any more. Yeah of that but they're amazing they make you feel so comfortable and they give you such peace of mind that you can get back to doing what you're doing you know and and everything's fine or actually hey there is a little bit of this going on you should work on this and then you've got that plan of action to be able to move forward I think I think that a good thing to kind of add to that is and I talked about the stats before one in three with pelvic floor dysfunction a lot of women have abdominal separation and you know the high stats around prolapse but not all women uh, navigate a birth injury. So, yeah. you know, just with going to see a woman's health physio, if anything, it's reassurance that your body's healing the right way and your body's doing the steps that it needs to recover from, from the birth. So it's good to add that, you know, women can go through a birth uh, and pregnancy and not have an injury on the yeah. other side as well. Totally. But if anything, reassurance. How hard is it to track down the women's health physios? Because say I'm in a small town, master of <laughs> New Zealand. Um, would you yeah. say that you could access them pretty much anywhere if there's a physio or are they slightly more specialised and a bit more rare? They are a specialised physio, so not your typical physio is qualified in the pelvic region and looking at the pelvic floor um, because they do do, if you're comfortable, an internal examination. So they are specialised. Here at She Moves, we actually uh, have on our website a referral for anyone that's wanting to look into getting a women's health physio, but there are definitely in the biggest cities 
uh, some awesome ones. We work with some incredible physios from around New Zealand. So, yeah, have a look at our website. I might need to do a road trip to Wellington <laughs> to get my bits of seats. Yeah, there's a few ones <laughs> It's worth it. And, and um, something really important to mention too is that a lot of – did you say that you had a Caesar? Yeah, yeah, I did have a Caesar. Yeah. So a lot of women will say or will presume that because they've had a cesarean section that their pelvic floor has been fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But if you if you think about um, – we often explain to people, if you think about, you know, the act that you follow when you're going through pregnancy and you go from a chair seat to a you know, watermelon, <laughs> yeah. you follow it throughout the weeks. <laughs> if you think about your pelvic floor – it's like sitting there and your pelvic floor is holding that chia seed and then it's holding the orange and it's getting heavier and heavier and heavier. And all of a sudden, you know, that, that pelvic floor is doing a lot of work throughout that nine month period just to hold that watermelon by the end. Yeah. So even though, you know, your, your baby hasn't been delivered into the world vaginally uh, and, you know, the pelvic floor hasn't had to like move out of the way. He nearly still... was though. I So I did fully dilate as well. So oh, I ended up, yes. so it fully. I think I listened to your podcast actually and I was like, <laughs> oh girl. So it was like, it was almost like two births because it went full dilation yeah, and then it went yes. into Caesar. That's oh, rough, man. You just about got there and then. I know. And then I was robbed of the so of hard. the season finale. But um, then I have I thought I would have had a lot of bladder issues because when I was pregnant, I yeah, was yeah, yeah. literally in the toilet every like 10 yeah. minutes. And then I had my yeah. baby and, and and it was fine. So I'm like, oh, was she good? That's so good. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. That's, That's great. But still but worth yeah, an that, examination. That whole idea of, of thinking yeah. that. You just know, sweet when yeah, and and me for example on my second birth, and this isn't to scare you at all. It's just to to throw <laughs> knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Yes, so, it is. But I I was exactly the, the same. I recovered well. I was back out walking. I was feeling really good at that six week mark. I went and had my physio check, uh, and I actually had a prolapse, and I wasn't aware of it. So I had an asymptomatic prolapse. So I had no <sighs> symptoms, and yeah just so what does that mean what does an asymptomatic um prolapse mean basically i just didn't display um a lot of symptoms for the prolapse so i felt typically like i normally did postnatally i'd know like you said before i wasn't you know i didn't have any incontinence or anything like that um and yeah i had some degree i was breastfeeding so that came into it as well because you have a lot of relaxant in your body but i did after my second birth and like a lot of women had some degree of a prolapse so basically that's just your internal organs start to kind of move down and towards your vaginal you know, opening. Oh my god! I'm freaking out now. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is actually this it's is the chat I needed to have. This is the chat I needed to have. We don't want to scare people. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not. But the reality is, the stats. The stats are there, and you can't argue with the stats. And it's just, I guess, giving giving women knowledge and power because you can move forward, and we don't too. A lot of women, I think, um, have this notion in their head, like, I'll be fine, I'll get you know, myself sorted after I have all my babies, or they think they're fine, and then, you know, come menopause, when your hormones change even more, yeah. um, you could be facing, you know, more issues later on in your life. So do the best that you can right here and now, use yeah. the tools that you've got, and do your best you can to rehab your body. I suppose so, it's like thinking about your body as a car, and you just need to waff yes. and service it regularly, right? Or else yeah, it's just going to... Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna hit the fan totally <laughs> totally and like a lot of the times i think it's getting better it's more you know the more advocacy work that we're doing and other personal trainers that work in our area to kind of push these messages and get this stuff out there it's getting better but still we have like weekly women will email us being like hey girls i've just found out about you i got straight back into uh, you know crossfit or doing high intensity interval training and now i've got some real issues with my pelvic floor like can you help me so that decision to just be like, oh, it's fine. I'm just going to carry on and go back to 
hit or crossfit or running straight away can sometimes come back and really bite you in the bum. Yes. Yes, this has been the conversation I needed to have. So thank you for the wake-up call. And as you say, it shouldn't be something we fear. It should be something empowering. You know, knowledge is power. Totally. And the more we know, the yeah. better. You know, a big question that women have after having a baby is finding the time and being able to actually prioritize yourself because I am still very much learning how to juggle that. And some days I'll think I'm nailing this and, you know, I'll carve out a bit of time, even if it's the tiniest amount of time. But what advice would you give to women? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good question. It is, um, <laughs> it's a struggle. It is a struggle. And I think, uh, and I push this quite a lot in the workouts that I do. So I take our She Restores workout at She Moves online which is all around helping women get back into exercise safely. And that is to honor where you're at, honor the stage of life that you're in. Know that some days it's an absolute shit show. Um, and, and appreciate that there's so many other women in there. And, you know, sometimes I've got my kids in the workouts and so does Brian. And it's, it is chaos and it is hard sometimes to prioritize it. But making it a priority is so important um, for not only your mental health, your physical health, but that can look different for everyone. Um, we actually jotted down a few ideas before, but... What we do, I know that in those early stages, I broke up my workout and I did 20 to 30 minutes, you know, every you know, three or four days a week, if you can, just to start off with, Very even sure. if it's once a week, just start small and then slowly kind of push the bar up. But I used to do 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the afternoon, 10 minutes at night. And that was kind of my workout split up over the day. Or another one that I used to love was, and this is as my kids got older, when they're in the bath, they're really, really happy. So I do it in the bathroom, <laughs> on the mat, yeah. um, got my little iPad set up. Yeah, it's great. But what other snacks? Snacks is a good one too. Snacks, yeah, and food. Yeah. Um, food, yeah, And I right. think it's, just, it's almost, for mums, it's a lot of changing your mindset yes. and ditching the all or nothing attitude. Because I think, I know for me, like pre-Addison, my first daughter, I kind of, in my mind, a successful, worthwhile workout was like an hour an hour 20 and you know Sweet. it's fully focused on you and you've got no interruptions fast forward to becoming a mum working out just doesn't look like that and I no. think a lot of mums think oh I'll wait till my kids are at school or I'll wait till you know they get older but Eddie's five now and Brody's three it's still absolute <laughs> shit show and you just have to kind of embrace no, yeah. embrace the chaos and, and go something's better than nothing ditch that all or nothing attitude and like Gina said little bits you add them all up and it all counts and it all kind of adds up, but it's just do, it's just doing it. You just yeah. got to take action. And, and sometimes, if you if you put on bluey for half an hour or cocoa melon, <laughs> like, it's okay. It's okay. So you can get your twenty minute workout done, and 
mum's happy. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you're all on door. Well, Charlie's in an age where he is like being entertained by everything. Even me just working out, he was cracking up <laughs> and it kept him like stimulated. I even did just like yeah. a 15 minute workout and he was loving it. So I was like, okay, cool, sweet. This is the phase we're in. I'm going to make the most of it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. enjoy it, embrace it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's next week my change. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, think, I think that the kids learn so much from seeing you mm. and mums take time out for themselves as well. And they're learning like oh mum looks after herself, her her mind and her body, and that's important to mum. And I think the kids as they get older, now the girls my girls just know that I'm not going to be that long because I always yeah. am like 20 to 30 minutes. They're like, oh, mom will be done soon because she never spends more than half an hour exercising. Mm. Um, they still interrupt 800 times, but <laughs> it's just, it's just mum life. You sometimes just adapt, eh? Sometimes a lot of mums and a lot of mums would work with, they feel guilty for doing it, for putting, yeah. you know, themselves and not ahead of their little one, but um, it's really important, I guess, to ditch that guilt as well. Like you're important. You need to make time for you. It helps with your patience. It helps you handle you know those tough nights that all of us have yeah I hear you through the chaos yeah yeah that's it you've got to remember that you're actually doing this workout not just for you you're actually doing it for your kids as well because you're going to be a better version of yourself exactly you guys have got a really cool online community how important would you say community is for a new mum navigating everything not just exercise but everything right yeah so important I think a lot of the time you can feel really alone in that new stage of motherhood. Yeah. Uh, and you can kind of, even though you know that other people are doing it, when you're up at all hours of the night and you're, you know, struggling with teething or you're trying to battle front packs and pat pat shush shushing and you can feel so alone. And I think that's been a real cool part of She Moves is that so many mums are on the journey together and like with our postnatal workouts, the mums are all commenting in there and it might be like, oh, did you have a shit night last night? Yeah, I had a shit night too. And it's just that sense of like, I'm not the only one going through this. Even though you love it and you wouldn't change it, it yes. is really hard. And yes. having that sense of like, I'm not on my own is really important. Yes. And actually speaking about that, like I feel there's this kind of mentality that being a mum, you just have to survive. You can't thrive. Would you guys think that you can thrive? And, and how, how the hell can we do it? It's a big question. Oh. It's a big, big question. It's a big question. I think there are moments where yes. you are in pure survival. Like yeah. I cannot sit here, and I know you can't either because no. I know you too well, just sit here and say, we have thrived through the whole thing because 100%. of the exercise. No. no way. There are moments where it is tough and it's pure survival. And there are also days too where exercise is actually not a priority. Yeah. If you've had zero sleep and you are, you know, sometimes sleep is better. Sometimes yeah. it's more important to get the sleep or focus on if you've got no energy I'm going to make a really healthy meal and that's going to be my priority and just take the pressure off yourself is so important in those real times where it's just super super hard but it does get easier and I think that there you know the more that we put into ourselves it's like you can't pour from an empty cup and I think so many mums do just think I'm I'm the bottom of the list now I'm not going to do anything for myself it's all about my kids now and I guess it's like you get out what you put in, in terms of looking after yourself as well. Yeah, totally. And I think one thing I love about She Moves is that we we do our best to show, you know, the, the highlights of motherhood, but also the not so fun times. And, you know, there are so many workouts where we rock up in the morning at 16 a.m. <laughs> um, and we are full bags. We're complaining <laughs> that we've had no sleep. And 
I think that's why the community that we've, yeah. you know, growing over the years. So they, they just love it and they relate so much because they're exactly the same. Um, it's a real sense of camaraderie. We're, we're doing it together. Well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's definitely days of survival in there. Oh, 100%. Okay, Maybe good. One. Well, I'm on one of them today, okay? So. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. Have we, a strong coffee. And oh, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> hanging out for my second coffee of the day. Um, now, a big thing when it comes to giving birth is that six-week check. I know you sort of mentioned it earlier, who does that? Because I haven't done that. I'm, I'm literally <laughs> you failing. You would have done it. You, oh, you would have done I have, it. Would my midwife have done it? Great question. This is great because this is how it is for 99% of women in New Zealand. Really? So, yeah. So when your baby turns six weeks, you yeah. go and have the immunizations done and you'll yeah. generally have a quick chat with your doctor. Yeah. They'll yeah. generally get the checkup with the hips and, you know, the baby gets And they up. check. Did, I don't remember being checked. I don't remember my body being checked. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, that generally is the case, unfortunately. Uh, GPs are very busy people and um, we don't no, want to... Well, some of them do, do get checked out, some women. Yeah, some women, but from the research that we've done, most women do not. Uh, and that six-week check that you had but didn't have is generally your clearance to get back into exercise. So no check of the pelvic floor, no check of abdominals, generally not really even ask any questions about how you're going. I mean, some, not all. Some GPs do a fantastic job of this, but majority do not have the time to focus on the baby. Uh, so we often say to women that we work with, a really good thing to do when it comes to that six-week check is to book a back-to-back appointment. So have your six-week check for yeah. your baby, then book a session after for you to talk about things that might be happening for you and your body, whether it's that you're worried about abdominal separation or pelvic floor, mental health, breastfeeding issues. Just block out that 15-minute time to just talk about you. Yeah. And what about the women's health physio, uh, the pelvic floor physio? Like, where would that come in? Would you do that at the same time? or? Yeah, so generally we suggest around eight weeks. So yeah. that, that kind of gives time for your body to recover whether you've had a C-section or a bleeding stop and delivered uh, vaginally. Around eight weeks. Those do need to be put, booked generally like quite a few months <clears throat> prior because they do book up. But Around that time, if you feel comfortable, obviously everyone's different, yep. so you might get a traumatic birth and you need a little bit more time, that's totally fine. But yeah, generally in the physio, specialised physio appointments, that's when they'll do a full check of your abdominals um, and an internal examination of your pelvic floor if you want. Some are really super fancy and they have this amazing real-time ultrasound that they can use as well to really check in to see how, how things are working. And, and you can see your pelvic floor contracting yeah, and relaxing. No. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay, ladies, well, you have absolutely inspired me to go and get my shit together today. And and when did you you have Charlie? (laughs) August. Oh, Oh, bugger. We're just going to say so, ACC, as of the 1st of October, which is just so great and should have many, many years ago, but as of the 1st of October, ACC are covering postnatal birth injuries. So women can go and see a woman's health physio. I saw free, that. Right. Yeah, because it is expensive. Um, so unfortunately that you don't sign myself. Damn it. One mother. So oh, next time. Next maybe next baby. Yeah. Um Okay, before we wrap up today, um, for any new mums who genuinely feel so exhausted and they feel they don't have the time to work out, but they so desperately want to, what advice yeah. would you give to them? Don't underestimate the power of all those little bits throughout the day. You know, if you if you go out for a walk, um, even just 
parking a little bit further away at the supermarket, like all those little steps, they all add up. I know people just think it's so cliche, but honestly, I only just got an Apple Watch maybe like a month ago. <laughs> and it's incredible how much more just parking a little bit further away at the school drop-off. I've got to be organized to do that. But, yeah. um, you know, the, all those little bits, they all add up. Don't underestimate them. You know, a set of squats, five minutes of doing some squats and, you know, some nice little hip scoops and things like that, hip bridges, they all add up and it all counts. So don't, don't kind of dismiss that stuff. That yeah. would be mine. I would say be kind to yourself and don't compare your day one yeah. to someone else's day 100. Mm-hmm. And that every single postnatal journey is so different. Like I compare my two kids, my first baby never slept. It was just horrendous. I was in survival mode for like a year and a half. Mm. Second angel child slept. It was a completely different story. So I just think don't compare yourself as a mum because your story is your story and what you're going through is completely different to your mum friend or what your sister or your mother went through and just be kind to yourself through this stage. Yes, it's so... So true. And I totally resonate with the small little things. Like even just carrying Charlie around the kitchen. It's a freaking oh, workout, man. He's like, yeah, he's like eight kegs. I'm doing like, and I'll just try and like do some little actions sometimes. Yeah. A little, little squat here and there. Um, but honestly, just walking with him on me, you know, that has been majority of my exercise just with the front pack. And it's, yeah. and I usually feel real strong now you know, but I need to get checked up and I will go get checked up. So thank you for the reminder and thank you for all the incredible work you do empowering new mums, pregnant mums as well. If if we've got pregnant mums listening today, they can sign up with your girls, can't they? Absolutely. Awesome. Come and check us out. So the whole journey. All right. She moves. And you guys also have a podcast. So go have a listen. You can uh, get it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yes, we can. We're three episodes deep now. Epic. Oh, thanks, Red and Jen. Really appreciate the chat. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. We really appreciate it. So I know I need to book in with a women's health physio ASAP. If anyone knows any good ones, hook a sister up. Um, But yeah, it it was a bit of a welcome reality because I've probably been quite ignorance is bliss that's kind of been my mantra post having a baby and I just thought everything was sweet but you know what and it probably is but it is a good reminder to just check everything is all good and we can just get that clearance for a bit of peace of mind um I hope you learned something today and um and maybe that was just the the bit of motivation you needed you know it doesn't have to be a big thing but it can just do so much for your mental health when you're in that crazy mental haze after having a baby you don't know what day it is sometimes it's just a nice way of breaking things up just moving the body five ten minutes no pressure no expectations um yeah if you want to check out more from she moves i have put it in the link uh, where you listen to your podcast and love you to leave a review um wherever you're listening and i'll be back with a brand new episode next week Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. 
Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.